0: Welcome to Former Adventist Podcast. Grab a cup of coffee and join Colleen Tinker and Nikki Stevenson as they discuss their life after Adventism.
1: Welcome to Former Adventist Podcast. I'm Colleen Tinker. And I'm Nikki Stevenson. So Nikki, we are moving very rapidly into the conference, February 17 to 19, at Redeemer Fellowship in Loma Linda, And if you haven't registered yet, you still can. We'd love to have you with us in person, or you can register to participate online. You can email formeradventist at gmail.com and just tell us that you'd like to be present either in person or online, and we will register you in the appropriate spot. And this year, again, we are making the conference free of charge, partly because our audience is divided between in person and online but we do provide food for those who are in person. So we will say if you can, and if you feel like it, you can give a donation and we'll have abilities for that to happen either online as you normally would give to Life Assurance or at the conference. So what we want to do today is to just give you a little bit of a sneak peek of what's coming. (laughs) So Nikki, Before we walk through the list of titles and who's going to be speaking and what we're going to talk about at the conference, just give us another little brief view of your feelings about being present for another FAF conference.
0: Sure. Well, you know, FAF conference feels like a season to me. And and what I mean by that is Christmas time is a season, Mm -hmm. right? That starts, oh, the older I get, Sometimes it starts before Thanksgiving, I'm not yeah. going to lie, <laughs> but it lasts. And so we are well into the season of the conference here yes. at Life Assurance Ministries. This is something that begins quite a bit in advance yeah. and has many layers to it. it does. And so being here now, after all these years, it's even more exciting for me to be able to be a part of helping to pray about it, think about it, plan for it. Mm-hmm. And there are some elements of struggle that seem to come up for a lot of us who participate in the conference right around the conference season. And we always value prayer Absolutely. for the people who are involved and, and the people who are coming. Absolutely, Part of that season thing, it really is a family reunion, a feeling like, like we're going to be with family again, even though I know there's a chance there may be no repeat, These may be all new people, but it's still, it feels like a family reunion. So it's really exciting.
1: We actually share a past regardless of where we come from. So it really does shape our worldview. It shapes our struggle. It shapes our struggle to understand scripture. We are uniquely bonded. We who have been Adventist and we who have been associated with Adventism, even if we haven't actually come out of it. So we're looking forward to this again. And this year, the theme of our conference is God's Love Exposed. Now, it might not sound like a very um, exciting topic, (laughs) but, you know, we picked this topic intentionally because what is it that Adventists say about their view of God. Oh, they have the God of love. Yes. And they identify him as a God of love. Primarily how? Well, they
0: lead with the fact that they don't believe in an eternal hell, eternal yeah. punishment. A loving God wouldn't. But but they have so many other places that, that this idea touches, you yeah. know. Uh, a loving God wouldn't force his will upon you. Yeah. A loving God wouldn't deny you the right to step out of your own salvation. And it was only because he wanted to show how loving he was that he died on the cross. And I yeah. mean, just there are spins on it absolutely all over the place. And they sound nice. Mm-hmm. They sound nice. But then when you come out of Adventism and you're confronted with these doctrines on God and you're confronted with hell or the fact that he has wrath. Right. That, that's not just, I divided it up, Old Testament God, New Testament God. <laughs> no, God has wrath. God doesn't change. Absolutely. And so, learning how to understand all of His attributes as existing together simultaneously, informing one another, yeah. and knowing that His attribute of love informs every single one of these other attributes,
1: it's a game changer. It is. I realize that the God that I love and worship and know now is not the same as the one I thought I knew in Adventism. It's a different God. Mm -hmm. It's a different Jesus. Our specific titles for this conference will begin with our first talk by our pastor, who has been our pastoral advisor since we began FAF in 1999, Gary Enrig. And he's going to have our kickoff talk on Friday morning with a talk entitled, Love Doesn't Hide Creation and the Bible. I love that. I can't wait to hear what he has to
0: say. You know, I'll just say, as an Adventist, I thought that God hid the most essential truths that will get us saved. That mm-hmm. Sabbath was hidden, it was tucked yeah. away as a last day test, and we had to be smart enough to figure it out. But God doesn't hide his will for us, he doesn't hide himself from us. We don't have to dig through layers of prophecy to know who God is. We can understand who God is everywhere in scripture. So what
1: Gary will be talking about is the way God reveals himself. And he reveals himself to us in two primary ways. And theologians divide it this way general revelation, and special revelation. And what that really means is he reveals himself through creation so that all are without excuse. And he reveals himself in a special way through his son coming to earth, and that is recorded in the Bible. He reveals himself salvifically through Jesus and in a general sense of who he is, our creator and sustainer, the only one to whom our Worship is Due, and Gary is going to talk to us about how God does not hide himself. The next talk comes from Casper's Ozolens, and he's
0: going to be speaking on love resurrects. It's not recreation.
1: I think we all know what we believed as Adventists about resurrection. We believed that God would call up a brand new body and essentially download into that body his memory of the dead into that body, so that the resurrected person was technically not related ontologically to the person that died. It's a new body with the memory of that person put into the body, and Caspar's is going to show us from Scripture that that's not what resurrection is. Resurrection is not a recreation of a person. It is a literal resurrection, and the identity of the person, which has never disappeared, will be reunited with the new body. And that is a hard hiccup for a lot of us who come out of Adventism. It really
0: is. And, you know, I didn't think of the resurrection as recreation. I had dueling ideas in my head. I saw the pictures of the bodies climbing out of the grave. So, of course, it's the same person. But I didn't believe that we had any immaterial part of us. Right. And so, it wasn't until I left Adventism that I saw that the logical conclusion then is that
1: it must be a recreation. That's an interesting point because I also thought, like you did, I didn't think about what it implied. Since then, even just in the last um, few months, I've even read it in the Sabbath School Quarterly that Adventism occasionally puts into print in its own works the idea of recreation. Mm -hmm. And that was actually overtly expressed in the teacher's comments in a recent Sabbath School lesson. So, yes, when you dig down, Adventism does not believe in true resurrection. Mm-hmm. It's a recreation.
0: So the next talk is by you, Colleen, uh-huh. <laughs> and you've titled it Love Doesn't Require
1: the Great Controversy. Tell us a little about that. Well, it dawned on me a few weeks ago when I was writing a commentary to a Sabbath school lesson that there is far more Satan involved in the Adventist view of soteriology and existence than I ever understood as an Adventist. This particular Sabbath school lesson that I was dealing with actually said that since the fall, the human's aversion to Satan, this human's fear of Satan deceiving them, that fear and aversion to Satan is what drives us to seek for God. It was a little convoluted. But I realized that they were attributing some role that Satan plays to our desire to know God. That could not be farther from the truth. We don't look for God because we're trying to avoid Satan. In fact, Scripture tells us that we're born unable to seek for God or know God. It has nothing to do with avoiding Satan. Furthermore, Adventism teaches that at the end of all things, Jesus places the sins of the saved on Satan who bears them into the lake of fire where he's punished for causing them, and Ellen White actually said, receives the punishment for those sins. All of these ideas about the involvement of Satan in the salvation of humanity, this all derives from the idea of the great controversy, that Satan started a rebellion against God because he was jealous of Jesus and Everybody on earth now is playing out in that battle, that controversy between Christ and Satan. And that's just not true. No, I remember thinking, oh, God's a gentleman. He's so
0: loving that he wouldn't punish Satan. He's just going to let him go and do his thing and show us that Satan is bad. God is good. He's a God of love. And it was a, a twist, a twisted view of
1: love, really. It is a twisted view of love. God's love takes full responsibility for us and for himself, and Satan is responsible for his sin, and we're responsible for ours, and we're just going to explore that theme a bit. And the next talk is titled,
0: Annihilation is Not Love, and it will be given by Kaspers Ozolins. I'm really looking
1: forward to this one. Well, I am too, because it was kind of a memorable thing to me several years ago when Kaspers said that the thing that really convinced him of who Jesus is, of who God is, was when he, Caspar's realized the severity and the seriousness of his own sin, Mm -hmm. that he had sinned against a holy God. And it was understanding that God's punishment of sinners is not capricious, it's not works related, but that it has to do with the nature of our sin against a holy God. So I'm really looking forward to his talking about this because he said it was actually recognizing the seriousness of hell and the seriousness of his sin that led to his being born again. That's amazing. I love hearing all the different parts of Scripture that bring people to faith. I know. And I think with every person, there's a slightly different twist. Which is an amazing way that God makes his word come alive. Mm-hmm. Every person's testimony is a little different and it shows us a little bit of a different facet of the way God loves us. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I shared when we were
0: talking about this upcoming conference, I shared about that encounter I had with a young woman who responded to my question of how a loving God could send someone to help with the question, how could he not? Mm-hmm. And understanding God's love in his justice took time, but when I got it, I never felt more safe and more secure in my life. I just want to encourage people, look it up. Andrew Peterson's song, Rise Up. It's a beautiful song
1: about God's loving wrath. That's true. So the next talk in the evening, in the evening session, we will have two speakers. Um, The first one is Paul Carden, who many of you already know and love from the Centers for Apologetics Research, and he's actually taking on this talk, Should We Call Adventism a Cult? The Centers for Apologetics Research personnel in Africa actually run into Adventism a lot, and it inhibits their evangelism for Christianity. So it'll be interesting to hear Paul Carden's take on this particular question. I really love Paul's integrity.
0: And his willingness to speak clearly about all of his convictions. He's a
1: wonderful man. Come and meet him. Absolutely. And the second speaker for the evening will be Jim Baber. Some of you know him from his YouTube channel, Academy Apologia. Jim is another apologist who has never been an Adventist, but he has made it his business to study Adventism quite carefully and in a lot of detail. And if you watch his YouTube channel, you'll see how true that is. So he is going to talk about why worry about Adventism.
0: I'm so glad he's doing that. He's perfect for it. He's come for many years. And guys, this is a very encouraging man. It's true, it, it's His encouragement is on display and he loves Adventists and former Adventists and it comes through when
1: you meet him, you come listen to him. Then on Saturday morning, we open with two speakers. First is Jennifer Mason, who is a former Adventist, and she's going to give her faith story, but it's a bit of an expanded faith story, and her title is Fake News, Replacement Theology on a Whole New Level. (laughs) And she will be followed by Richard Tinker.
0: Richard has titled his talk, Love Provides a Home, God Gives Us Family.
1: I think most of us understand how meaningful this particular title is, because when we leave Adventism, we often do lose family. Our reality is torn apart, as you have said. Richard is going to talk about how Jesus has told us and how we have experienced the fact that he gives us family in him. We are not left without an identity. He gives us a new one.
0: Following that talk, we have another one from Caspar's. Titled, Love
1: on Display, The Cross, you will love the clear gospel call that Caspers will deliver as he talks about what Jesus did, why he did it, and that it was for us. Then, in the afternoon of Saturday, Nikki, we're going to be doing a podcast live. (laughs) Without an editor. I know, right? <laughs> oh man, I count on Richard to fix us after these
0: recording <laughs> sessions. <laughs> but you know what? We will be among brothers and sisters who understand grace. That's so true. we'll count on that. <laughs> so what are we talking about? We're going to be talking about relationships. You know, I, I have said, we have said so many times that Adventism touches everything. Yeah. And you can see that on display when you walk through the Byte Model by Stephen Hassan. Mm-hmm. One of the things Adventism impacts is our relationships in ways we don't necessarily understand, especially those of us who have grown up in it or who have come from generational Adventist families. We have a particular social family worldview that impacts our concept of love and acceptance and truthfulness and communicating. And then we come out of Adventism and we're trying to communicate with our family And there are all of these unspoken realities and there's this subtext we don't know how to navigate and to bring the truth into that and to heal from maybe some of the things that we need to heal from that came out of being brought up inside of Adventism. That can be a tough journey, a tough road, but God's love deals with that. God puts on display in His Word what it is to function truthfully in relationships in the New Covenant, as a family member, in the church, in the body of Christ, we can glean from Scripture how to navigate this really difficult road.
1: I can't think of anything more pervasive than this internal sense of how we relate to one another that I bring from my Adventist past. And it's very interesting to me, in the years that we have done this ministry, how many former Adventists have some form of spiritual abuse, physical abuse, or other kinds of abuse that shape the way they think? Now, it's inevitable. Number one, we're born into the domain of darkness as. Unborn again people. That's the condition of all humanity. But number two, we're in a deceptive religion. And in a deceptive religion, we're given false definitions of what's true and real. And in learning what is truth in Jesus and in learning what it means to be part of the body of Christ, it's very disorienting to learn that the ways we interpreted interactions and relationships isn't the way the Bible actually speaks of it. Even though we read those words, I used to read those words in in scripture, but I had my Adventist interpretation in my eyes when I read the words.
0: Everything we understand about love comes from God. And if you have a different God, or if you have God's love defined differently, then everything you know
1: about love and how you're supposed to love is different. Yeah. Yeah. And I've often thought to myself, it's so interesting. The Lord saves us and He reveals who He is to us. He makes us new in Him. And then when we have Him to trust, when we have Him giving us new life, He shows us the truth about our lives and He asks us to trust Him as He brings us to a state of reality about our past and teaches us to live constructively instead of destructively.
0: Yeah, you said that so well. And that the one of the greatest commandments for us in the New Testament is to love one another. So we gotta get it right. That's right. <laughs> so every year at the conference we have about three breakout sessions that happen three different times mm-hmm. during the weekend. And we will be hosting one of those breakout sessions, Colleen. Yes. With our editor.
1: (laughs) Yes, he'll be in the room.
0: So that will be more of a time of Q&A and
1: just getting to visit. You can bring your questions about Adventism, your questions about the podcast, and we'll be prepared to discuss them. Uh, Martin Carey will also be leading a breakout session, as will Jim Baber. And by the way, there will also be a Q&A session on Friday night after Paul Carden and Jim Baber speak. And the panel for the Q&A session will be Martin Carey, Casper's Uzzlins, Jim Baber, and you and me. Richard will be the moderator. And so be prepared for that too. There'll be questions and answers. And all of these things, except for the breakout sessions, all of these other sessions, including the Q&A, will ultimately be online on our YouTube channel, Former administ,
0: And then at the close of the weekend, everybody's invited to come back for church, and our pastor will be preaching, and we'll have a fellowship lunch following
1: the service. So we hope to see you then, and if you haven't registered, you still can. We'd love to meet you, and our prayer is that people will be softened in their hearts, that we will all be submitted to the Lord, submitted to His Spirit, and learn to trust His Word. And that if you have questions or if you are concerned about Adventism, we pray that the Lord will show you what is real and true. And if you have already met the Lord, but you are still unpacking your head from the Adventist past, we pray that the Lord will bring clarity and peace, and that he will give us a wonderful weekend of fellowship in him. So if you'd like to join us,
0: whether online or in person, please go to proclamationmagazine.com and hit the link for the conference and sign up that way. Even if you're going to be online, we got to get your email and send those links over to you. So join us next time at the Former Adventist Fellowship Conference.
1: We'll see you there.
0: Thank you for listening to Former Adventist Podcast. You may email us at formeradventist at gmail.com. Former Adventist Podcast is a ministry of Life Assurance Ministries. For more information, weekly articles, videos, and a donation link, go to our website at proclamationmagazine.com.